Welcome back to 50% Cancer. Last episode, we went over what your life might be looking like after diagnosis. Today, I'd like to jump all the way to recurrence. This might be a bit biased of me, but this is a subject I have a lot of experience with. Today, we'll talk about what a recurrence means, radioactive iodine, blood work and thyroglobulin, and how to talk about having a recurrence. Recurrent thyroid cancer, according to the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, can return even after successful treatment. It may occur years after the treatment for thyroid cancer happens and typically happens in the neck. However, it can also travel to the lymph nodes in the neck area or other parts in your body like the bones or lungs. I've had an additional surgery after my thyroidectomy, two percutaneous ethanol injections, and two rounds of radioactive iodine treatment because of cancer spreading to my lymph nodes. Because of this, my papillary thyroid cancer is considered metastatic. Metastatic just means that your cancer has spread from outside of the original site. The American Cancer Society notes on their website that, quote, For other people, thyroid cancer may never go away completely, or it might come back in another part of your body, end quote. And they reflect that it can be hard to live with the constant fear of your cancer coming back. I know that that has largely been my case. My blood pressure consistently spikes every time I'm at the doctor because I'm always expecting the worst news, that I have cancer again, that something doesn't look right. Even just a year ago, when I was certain my lungs were full of cancer, they told me that there was radioactive iodine uptake in my neck, meaning thyroid cells were happily drinking up the iodine when I shouldn't even have thyroid tissue there. I had almost zero symptoms besides feeling tired constantly. For us, the need for care is lifelong. We will need replacement thyroid hormones until we leave this life. Therefore, it's important for lifelong monitoring and healthy relationships with our doctors. Often, your doctor might want to order a radioactive iodine scan after your surgery or main treatment. This is a check for thyroid tissue anywhere in the body. As you can guess from the story I just told, thyroid cells take up iodine. So when you have a radioactive iodine scan, RAI, Parts in your body will light up where the radioactive iodine is more heavily concentrated. Please note that that is a really simple explanation of RAI. Having that scan after surgery can help confirm that your surgeon got all of the thyroid tissue out of your body. If you do light up on the uptake scan, a larger treatment dose of RAI, further monitoring, or other treatments might be requested to ensure your body is free from thyroid tissue. Choosing to do a radioactive iodine scan or treatment can be a big decision for some of us. RAI can have some nasty side effects, especially if you have a large dose. That story I was talking about, where the iodine was being taken up, was the largest dose I had ever gotten. I experienced some swelling of my salivary glands that was uncomfortable for a few days. Most RAI symptoms are short-term, but some have had lifelong effects from them. It's important to have an honest conversation with your doctor about if the benefit outweighs the potential risks to have RAI. Recurrence right after surgery can be monitored by this path, but blood work is just as important, if not more. Your doctor or doctors will for sure be looking at your TSH levels, but should also look at your T3, T4, and possibly your thyroglobulin, big T, little g, levels. TSH stands for Thyroid Stimulating Hormone. This hormone tells your thyroid to release T4 and T3. T4 is the main hormone made by the thyroid. It gets then created into T3. T4 helps to control the rate at which your body uses energy. T3 works with the T4 to control that rate as well. Tg has been used as a tumor or cancer marker in thyroid cancer survivors. 
According to CancerNetwork.com, thyroglobulin is found in the normal thyroid and released into the blood. Differentiated thyroid cancers also have the ability to make this. Ideally, once the patient has had an intervention for papillary or follicular thyroid cancer, the thyroglobulin level should be really low because there's no thyroid tissue left as the patient has had surgery and or radioactive iodine. The cancer is basically no longer there. If they see a thyroglobulin level, it tells them that there is some normal thyroid tissue or thyroid cancer. And if the level started off low and then starts increasing, that's concerning because the level should be very, very low. Those other values, T3 and T4, can help identify if your levels are in the right place for your point in the survivorship journey. Right away, your doctor will probably want you quite suppressed, meaning a low TSH, so that your thyroid cells don't multiply like crazy and make more cancer. Eventually, down the road, you'll probably be able to become less suppressed. However, long-term suppression has been linked to some health problems. Eventually, down the road, you'll probably be able to be less suppressed. Thyroid cancer survivorship is multifaceted, so each topic seems to open a new can of worms. My advice is to monitor recurrence through your blood work, any scans or ultrasounds you might have done, and your symptoms. Please, please, please tell your doctor if you are feeling any less than your best. Make notes of common thyroid symptoms like fatigue, energy levels, depression, anxiety, and weight gain or loss without trying. You are paying that doctor for your time and health. They are there for you. And if you feel less than your best, please find a way to gain the courage to tell them. You might be asking yourself at this point, so what can I do? I personally have felt mostly helpless in the fight for whether my cancer returns or not, but you can definitely do your part to try to keep it at bay. Make sure to take your thyroid medication every day. You want your TSH to remain suppressed so that it doesn't stimulate growth of thyroid cells or tissue. Like I just said, this means working with your doctor to have regular appointments and blood work to check in on your TSH. Ask them what you want your TSH at and why. This preferred level will probably change throughout the years, so don't expect your doctor to always want it to stay the exact same. This is why it's so important to be that advocate for yourself, asking the questions so you really understand your journey inside and out. It won't be the biggest deal in the world if you miss one day, but you really should strive to take your medication at the same time every day. I personally have an alarm that goes off at 6.02 a.m. every single morning where I wake up, take my meds, and then go right back to bed. That might sound totally nuts, but I've been doing it for at least 10 years now, so my body is used to it. I also think after your thyroidectomy and moving into the survivorship phase means adopting some healthy habits. Basically, if you ever do get a recurrence, my mindset is to give your body the best starting point to fight it. I recommend some little things like drinking lots of water and staying mobile, even if it's just walking every day and making sure to stand up once every hour for a few minutes. You could also ask your doctor what vitamins they would recommend, but please don't just start taking vitamins willy-nilly. Find out what your body needs. Perhaps the hardest part about recurrence is what to tell your friends and family, your loved ones, your supporters, your day ones. I asked the Thycan Survivors community how they told their loved ones if they had had a recurrence. Some didn't tell anyone at first until it was necessary. Some joked about their recurrence, which is something I've done. Some felt terrible to have to tell their family again and just didn't want to worry them. I'm not sure what my best advice is, but I think it's important to just be honest however you go about it. You don't have to tell the whole world or really anyone, but I hope you tell someone. 
Maybe it's your closest friend, or your partner, or even just your pet, but preferably it's another human. Someone who will ask you what you need and how they can help, even if you don't know the answer. Someone who can be a rock for you, even if you think you've got it covered. Cancer is a sick and nasty thing, and even the strongest people need a hand to hold sometimes. Even if you feel like it's no big deal, especially because you've already fought cancer once, it's still a big deal. Cancer shouldn't be that normal of a thing that happens to us. For me, I usually didn't have much choice in talking about my recurrence because my parents came with me to my appointments while I was still in pediatric endocrinology. Now, I'm a big girl and go up by myself. I usually make a social media post when I have any cancer journey updates just because it's easier than individually telling people. I have a big family, so that's usually the most convenient way for me. When I was younger, I remember I had a CaringBridge site. CaringBridge is a website that's like a health diary that others can see. It's an easy way to communicate any health changes in your journey. Uh, but for you, those methods might be way too much information for your Facebook friends or followers. And that's totally okay. Find what works for you, and it's okay if it takes some trial and error. Most importantly, don't rush it. You'll know when it feels right to open up. I've had so many people message me saying they think that they want to share their story, but they have no idea how or if they're even sure. That's okay. We'll be here when you're ready. Lastly, and I saved this for last because it's hard for me to talk about, is just emotionally dealing with a recurrence. It can be so devastating, life-altering. Even if your cancer is highly curable, it doesn't make the emotional burden of hearing you have cancer any easier to swallow. I remember last summer when I was told I had cancer again, I just felt so exhausted and defeated. I was so sick of all of it. All the poking and scans and trips to appointments, all the anxiously refreshing my online portal to see my results and then frantically Google searching what it all means. And yes, I'm 10 plus years out and you'll still find me Googling what things like, quote, low TSH, high T4 means. I hope you haven't grown sick of this answer, but I don't know the right way to emotionally get through this. In episode two of 50% Cancer, we talked about finding peace. If you haven't listened yet, that might be a good reminder if you are going through a recurrence. Just the fear of a recurrence alone creeps up on me from time to time. I know I could handle it, but I'm just so tired of it. I'm up to like five different times that I've been treated for cancer in my lifetime, and it feels like my life has only just begun. Recurrence is difficult for all of us, no matter your age or type of thyroid cancer. My best advice, that you've heard me say time and time again now, is to take that time to be downright upset, mad at the world, mad at everything. But remember, it's not your fault. This was out of your hands, as hard as that can be to accept. Get a plan developed with your care team, and get ready to kick cancer's ass, again, as many times as it takes. I wish you the best, best, best on your journey, no matter if it's short or long. Well, today I feel like we covered a lot of ground. Uh, we talked about what recurrent thyroid cancer means and what it can look like, how radioactive iodine uptake scans check for cancer, how blood work can be helpful in diagnosing and monitoring any recurrence, how you can keep a healthy lifestyle and mindset in your survivorship journey, and also some thoughts on communicating to your friends and family that you have cancer again. I hope you feel like you got a nice little appetizer of information for each of those topics. Thanks for being here. In the next episode, I'll be speaking to our survivor friends and family about what they should know about all of this.
It might be a good idea to send it their way in case communicating with them has been less than ideal. Bye.